the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What do you want to talk about? Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. As long as it has something to do with money, and I think everything has to do with money, whether it's our career, whether it's news, whether it's a wealthy lifestyle, Timmy Geithner, defending response to 2008 LIBOR concerns, big story today. But let's go through, you know, methodically what happened yesterday, what's happening today. Stocks rallied yesterday. Big hopes that a big round of quantitative easing is on the way, even though Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke gave no indication that action is imminent. We don't really believe him, which is kind of interesting. Uh, it, when I say we don't believe him, do you, do you get what I'm saying? Like, we kind of feel that everyone goes through the motions. It's going to take a little bit worse jobs number. Something's going to push them into action at some point, we think. The Fed stands ready to act if necessary, he said. That is what any responsible Fed chairman would say. He wouldn't say we're asleep at the wheel. We kind of blew this one. We'll get on it next time. Stock gains yesterday were based on the belief the Fed will eventually pull the trigger and increase credit and liquidity in such a way as to give the financial assets boost. It's a pretty iffy proposition. Now I know what that word iffy proposition means. Earnings this morning are decent. Bank of America had a decent report that reflected gains in their underlying business. Good trend in the balance sheet. Stocks up. Abbott Labs, U.S. Bancorp, Dip Dip Granger. They all managed the classic penny a share beat. Revenues for each was close to expectations. Honeywell beat on profits, missed on revenue. Credit Suisse, Northern Trust, PNC all reported below expectations. We got housing starts this morning. Yeah. June housing starts jumped to an annual rate of 760,000 from 711,000. Housing's been surprisingly one of the economic sectors with the strongest growth this year, albeit at very, very low levels, but we're pleased. Stocks are being supported by the idea that downside is limited because the Fed will step in if trends worsen. So we're kind of having a almost kind of a lost summer, not a bad summer, but not very memorable either. June building permits fell to an annual rate of 755000 from 784000 that's interesting. Now, can housing starts tell you, you know, people are pushing dirt around? Permits tell you that people are going to be pushing dirt around and electricians are going to be working and construction people are going to be working six months from now. The first two rounds of quantitative easing were done to boost sluggish economic growth following the recession. Stocks rose over each period, but earnings growth also was strong. 
Now growth is slowing in earnings and, and is dead in the water for a lot of sectors. Long-term investing on expectations of a Fed increase of liquidity is questionable. You can't say this is a great way to invest right now. So you want to be very, very smart about what you're doing. It's a pretty busy morning for corporate earnings. Bank of America, New York Mellon, BlackRock, Honeywell, Stanley Black. After the bell, we get numbers from American Express, eBay, IBM, Qualcomm, Xilinx, and Yum. Intel came out with a pretty good number last night. They see third quarter sales at $14.3 billion versus expectations of $14.6 billion. They cut 2012 revenue growth forecast as well. Uh, a lot of people came in this year thinking it would be better than expected. They didn't expect the slowdown in Europe to play out as dramatically as it has. So companies are lowering numbers. They're not slashing numbers. They're lowering. Some sectors are slashing. Industrials have been slashed. Will the numbers come down fast enough to f- people feel comfort? You know, yesterday I did a little statistic that just blew my mind. Utilities traded a higher PE than tech. That's crazy. Tells you the flight to safety in utilities, which is well documented. It's a slow economy. You want to own uh, utilities, to phone companies, electricity companies, because we're going to continue using those products. But maybe we won't get a new laptop netbook. Yahoo reported profit of $0.27 cents a share, $0.04 cents above expectations. Report came yesterday. The day Marissa Mayer took over as CEO of Vivas. They received FDA approval for its drug, Quisima. The company is expected to be available during the second half of the year. It's a obesity drug. Ralph Lauren, a company that I like enormously because of the brand. Anywhere you go in the world, you see a Ralph Lauren shirt. And, you know, okay, it's decent. The apparel maker says it's considering both internal and external candidates as a replacement for a CFO who's leaving to pursue other interests. EMC in the news, they missed by a penny. Revenues were in line with forecasts. They're a big data storage company. What's interesting to note about that is data storage is going to become more and more important with more and more cloud services out there. I use Adobe Edition, and I noticed that uh, Adobe now has all of their products online, and you can buy them for the year. You no longer have to download product. You just go online and use the product. That pretty much so blows my mind. Like, that's where we're going. Rovi took a more than 25% cut last night. Rovi is an electronics maker projected quarterly earnings and full year results below expectations. Rovi points to a declining consumer electronics revenue and product launch delays. Win Resorts in the news. They reported second quarter earnings of buck 37 well below expectations. Shortfall comes as declines in wind properties in both Las Vegas and Macau. Long-term, we're going to gamble. Long-term, they're going to make billions of dollars. The house always wins. That's when I look for companies to potentially you know, become interesting to me, is the negative markets that create buying opportunities in long-time, long-term franchises. I don't know if it's the right concept to throw out there, but it's the concept that I'm throwing out there. Today, we've got a market rally going. The SP 500 is up five, the NASDAQ up 23, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 41.
Yeah, markets opened higher. Oil's up eight cents to eighty nine dollars a barrel. Ten uh, year Treasury sits at one point four eight percent. So that's what we got. That's what we got. Um, other stories of note and news. Like I said, Timmy Geithner is in the news today. He's doing a lot of interviews, talking about what the U.S. Treasury Secretary knew or didn't know about LIBOR concerns and how much hair that story is going to get on it is a big question. Housing starts in U.S. rose in June to the highest. Welcome back in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Uh, anything. We could talk baseball. We could talk investing. We could talk money. We could talk about the Olympics. Should be a pretty good year. Olympic athletes, pretty poorly compensated. I wouldn't want my kid to be an Olympic athlete. I wouldn't want my kid to be a CEO. Let's uh, take a look at the numbers. SP 500 up four, NASDAQ up 21, Dow Jones Industrial Average up 22. Let's welcome in certified financial planner Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And he is a certified financial planner, which is different than a stockbroker, which is different than um, you know an investment advisor. It's different than a certified retirement specialist, which is a made-up title. The only title I care about is a CFP. Let's talk withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Let's talk pulling money out, withdrawal methods. Um, if you don't want to make a baby, no, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about pulling money out of <laughs> retirement. Um, you you got this nest egg. What's the concept that we need to know on how to pull money out so that the rate, we don't burn too much too fast? Well, the first idea is getting an, knowing whether or not you're you're withdrawing too much. Right. If you're 50 years old and you're having to draw 4% of your portfolio to live and you think you can stay retired... You can't. You have potentially 50 years worth of inflation. So if you're drawing $50,000 a year now, in 18 to 20 years, you're going to have to live, draw $100,000 a year to live. And with muted returns in the, in the bond side, with very low income on bonds, you're going to run into problems. So you know, at 65, if you can draw 4% of your portfolio to live, you're going to be okay. More than that, you're going to run into some problems, which means that means that you're not going to be able to keep up with inflation. How realistic is it that I never touch my principal and I just live off my dividends? If you can retire at 65 and, and comfortably have you know, 2% of your portfolio to live, and then that starts the draw rate, so eventually you're going to have, you know, be pulling you know, all of your income. Yeah. So if you're only pulling 2 or 3%, that means the majority of your returns can be reinvested for future inflation. Um, and in the past, you could just if you were that type of a wealthy person, you could just turn around and put all your money in treasuries. Now that's not the case. Treasuries are at a, a historical low in terms of yield. And how, so there's almost more risk there than having a mix of stocks and bonds. How often do you recommend people search for higher yield, knowing that they're going to compromise on credit quality and or compromise on uh, equity smoothness or uh, what am I trying to say? Principal uh, risk. 
Well, what you look at is credit spreads. Okay. So the times where you're going to look at compromising or taking a little bit more risk and going for that higher yield, and an example of this is you look in March of 2009 where all bonds were thrown out with the stock market. I mean, the bond market got crushed for a short period of time. And the spreads between AAA-rated debt and government debt versus high-yield debt was at an all-time high. And within a year or two, you had you know 15 to 30% rates of return on high-yield bond funds. Um, so when the credit spreads between high-quality bonds and high-yield bonds is at a historical high or higher than the 10-year average, that's when you move money into those categories. The problem is right now that I think a lot of people are moving into way too much into preferred stocks with financial companies. Um, they're moving into uh, high dividend paying stocks that are directly tied to interest rates. And they're searching for that yield to replace bonds and replacing it with very volatile assets. How about protection from inflation? Mm-hmm. You can truly never protect yourself from inflation, even with treasury inflation protected securities, because different types of inflations occur. You know, tips only protect you against consumer inflation, sort of. Yeah, it's kind of the CPIU. CPI. Yeah. Whereas senior citizens, their inflation is more tied towards healthcare costs, which is higher than the CPI, typically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 5 to 6%. So can you truly protect yourself against inflation with your principal, or is that just a fantasy? In theory, okay. you can. By um, In terms of, if you look at an overall bond portfolio, you typically want some corporate bonds, a mix of you know high quality and a, a mix of a little bit of high yield in there. When you're retired, on the government bond side, you want basic government bonds, and those come in the forms of treasuries or tips, treasury inflation protected bonds, where the face value of the bond gets adjusted upward if there is inflation. Um, and uh, Ginny Mays, for example. But then, of your bond portfolio, you want a good percentage of that too in foreign bonds. And this is something we talk about because if you're earning interest rate, if you're earning interest in other currencies' bonds or other countries' bonds, and their currency, and your dollar's falling. Once you move that currency back into U.S. currency, you get that extra boost from the, the exchange rates. So by being with a good foreign bond manager, and they're focusing on countries that have an increasing currency versus the U.S. dollar, that's a, that's a hedge against inflation as well. And then investing also in things like you know energy stocks that pay a nice dividend, that's another way to do it. So in theory, you can, but we're, we're, we're coming into a time, Rob, where... 10 years ago, nobody was investing in commodities. And the correlation was almost negative to the stock market. So you know if stocks were down, typically commodities would be up, kind of like with bonds. Now, everything, real estate used to be that way as well. Now, both real estate and commodities have gone closer to a correlation with the stock market. So really, to really hedge against the bad times, you still need that three years worth of expenses and cash in retirement. Any final thoughts on taking capital gains as an investment strategy as far Mm -hmm. as pulling down your uh, principal? Yeah, because what you have to do when you, uh, you know, five years prior to retirement, you need to look forward and say, how much am I going to have to draw from my portfolio every year? So here's my expenses. Maybe it's 100000 a year and you're getting fifty from Social Security and your pensions. You're going to have to draw fifty from your portfolio. That means you have 150000 in cash. And that's where you're going to spend your money from. You're going to send your dividends and interest from your, your portfolio to your checking account and you're going to spend some of your cash. And every quarter you look at your portfolio. If you have an up quarter, you peel off enough of those gains uh, to replenish the cash. Does that mean you pay taxes? Yes. But would you rather pay taxes on gains or watch your gains disappear? We're talking withdrawal from your lump sum, from your pension, from your retirement plan, from your nest egg. I'm speaking with certified financial planner Chad Burton for more information about how to draw down your account. Find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. 
You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, 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 much more. What's on your financial mind? Lots of headline news out there today, starting with Timmy Geithner, Treasury Secretary of the United States. He said the economy has slowed down and Congress is blocking needed support. In an interview this morning on CNBC, Geithner noted that most economists were not predicting a recession, but he said the economy needs a very substantial, well-designed program of support for economic growth. That should be tied to long-term fiscal reform programs. The main thing that stands in the way of a stronger recovery is Congress should act. On this package, uh, Washington's hard to read and mostly evokes despair at the moment. There's work underway behind the scenes to lay foundation for long-term fiscal deals. Geithner said Europe was a more severe risk to recovery because it's outside control of the U.S. policymakers. He said European leaders need to take more action to fuse the debt crisis. Geithner defended his actions regarding manipulation of the LIBOR interest rates. He said he brought it to the issue of the U.S. regulators back in 2008. Why did it take four years to come public? Why did it take four years to get criminal charges in the process? Good questions. Really, really good questions. Oh. Um, Other big stories of note this morning. GM and Ford were started with overweight. U.S. auto sector at J.P. Morgan. Both General Motors and Ford got that. Automakers in general have emerged leaner from their 2009 crisis. The analyst cited General Motors' access to global growth markets, ongoing operational turnaround, improving product cadence. Uh, the analyst commended Ford for its management strategy, highly profitable North American operations, and belated but aggressive push into China. Quote, our positive outlook balances a challenging environment in Europe with the healthiest North American automotive industry in decades and significant opportunity in emerging markets. He has price target of $29 uh, for Ford, for General Motors, and $13 for Ford. So our auto sector and our housing sector doing relatively well. Housing starts this morning. Beginning of construction of U.S. homes rose more than forecast in June, fastest rate in almost four years. That's indicating a brighter outlook for the residential real estate market. Housing starts rose 6.9% last month to a 760,000 annual pace after a revised 711,000 rate in May was faster than initially estimated. Housing is doing very, very well. Record low mortgage rates, cheaper properties. They're attracting buyers, encouraging builders facing, faced with lean inventories to boost construction. At the same time, limited employment opportunities and competition from distressed properties are challenges for the industry. Demand is bottomed out and expect continued improvement. We're in recovery, a very slow recovery. June pace of home starts was the fastest since October 2008. Groundbreaking on new homes in May was revised from a previously reported 708,000 annual pace. This is pretty good. Two of the four regions had an overall increase in overall starts. 36% jump in the west at a 219,000 rate. Starts climb 22% in the northeast. That's pretty stunning. One reason for optimism is falling interest rates. Um, we're seeing different improvements in different parts of the country, but we're seeing basically improvement everywhere. So um, home prices are stabilizing and they're starting to increase. So units, volume is up, 
prices are up. That combination is nice. Other stories of note, Stanley Black and Decker. I know, shouldn't it be Stanley Works and Black and Decker separate? No, companies merged as Stanley Black and Decker. I hate that name of that company. Shares up 6%. They unveiled a measures aimed to shore up their business. Stanley Black and Decker cut their fiscal 2012 profit outlook. Following a disappointing second quarter, they said it's going to sell its hardware and home improvement unit that makes residential locks and plumbing fixtures. The company also plans to cut more jobs. In addition, Stanley Black & Decker lifted its annual dividend 20%. There's a lot going on there. I'm not sure if you've ever seen someone who has great hair, bad teeth, voice of an angel, body of a slob, skin of a god. You're like, there's a lot going on there. Like You don't exactly know how to describe it. You know, I I mentioned this story yesterday. It's worth bringing up yet again. A, because she's hot. But B, because it it really shows you America's starting to make some really good improvements. Uh, Marissa Mayer, Yahoo hiring a pregnant woman. I guess you're not going to be a pregnant man of that. That would be real groundbreaking. But uh, Yahoo... Hiring a pregnant woman is breaking ground for Fortune 500 companies. She's more than six months pregnant, a trend already embraced by young women running Silicon Valley startups. Um, Mayor and engineer, former Google executive, helped develop the company's homepage and Maps products. Was hired by Yahoo after a nine-week search for a CEO. She's 37 years old. She brings the number of women running Fortune 500 companies to 20. Other women on the list, WellPoint's Angela Braley, PepsiCo's Indra Nanui, Xerox's Ursula Burns. They all had children before becoming CEOs. Yahoo's board found marriage pregnancy a non-issue, and that's a sign of progress. But at many companies, it's still an issue. Uh, I don't know. I like telling that story. Tech companies with a disproportionate number of top executives under 40 and the increasing presence of women are finding ways to accommodate childbirth and young kids. Even so, women continue to struggle for representation in a field where they're outnumbered by three to one. A lot of firms, honestly, and I, I don't think I'm you know, pulling crazy out of my, my hat here, they would still prefer not to hire women who are going to have children soon. Even though companies know that they can't discriminate based on pregnancy, they're looking for very senior hires. They're still very likely to be cautious. If you have two candidates, one who's pregnant and one who isn't, you're likely to choose the one who's not about to become a mother and may leave the company. So for startups founded by women, navigating pregnancy is very common practice. Oh, my. Uh, What else do we have to throw out? Stocks are rising after housing starts increase. Let's take a quick look at the numbers again because it's been a couple minutes since I did. And just like me, my page is not there. Can't get on the same page as myself. Uh, SP 500 up four, NASDAQ up 23, Dow Jones Industrial Average up 36. Tiffany, big winner today. Uh, man, if you bought a diamond at Tiffany, you overpaid way too much money. You way overpaid. 
Uh, they led the retail sector gains today after Goldman Sachs raised the stock to buy from neutral. The luxury jewelry retailer's long-term brand franchise remains rock solid. Sachs, on the other hand, dropped 2.4% after Goldman Sachs lowered its rating on stock to sell from neutral. Concerns about shoppers cutting back have led Secret to cut shares of Macy's Nordstrom Sachs recently. Sachs last week was downgraded by Bank of America Merrill Lynch. Nordstrom up Macy's, which owns Bloomingdale's, dipped four-tenths of a percent. Capital One, this is an interesting story. Capital One was ordered to pay a penalty of up to $210 million by two regulators who charged it with employing deceptive marketing practices to press or mislead consumers into paying for add-on products like credit monitoring. Penalty orders banks to reimburse $150 million to $2.5 million affected customers. It also orders Capital One to stop selling and marketing debt suspension products or debt cancellation products. The action taken by the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency is taken in coordination. You know what I like about this story? Uh, credit card credit cards hurt a lot of people, and they're marketed to people who shouldn't have them, college students. They're marketed to young people who don't understand that credit will do you bad. Credit's important to have. Credit's important to develop. Credit's important to use properly. And in the right hands, it's a great tool. But when you start carrying balances, it's not a good thing. You start paying interest. So instead of paying a dollar for a piece of fruit, you're paying buck 18 and you can't live like that you're not getting an 18 percent increase in your salary so why are you throwing 18 percent of your money into someone else's hands it gets a lot of people into a lot of trouble don't forget you can tweet me tweet rob black show tweet rob black show uh we can talk about anything that you want to talk about calpers for instance someone just tweeted me a story from the la times this morning and how CalPERS has just got a 1% return. How's that going to go? The nation's two biggest public pension funds, CalPERS and CalSTRS, reported meager returns for the last fiscal year, raising the prospects that state and local governments and school districts may have to contribute more towards their workers' retirements. The California Public Employees Retirement System posted a 1% return on its investment for that period of time. The smaller California State Teachers Retirement System reported a 1.8% annual return. CalPERS performance during a board meeting missed the fund's self-imposed benchmark of 1.7% growth for its $234 billion portfolio. Return also is well below the target for CalPERS' long-term growth strategy of 7.5%. So if you think your pension, if you think your retirement is going to be golden, who's going to make this shortfall up? It's going to be you, the taxpayer, or you, the person who gets the pension, who it won't be what you think it is. Copper's biggest losses were in stocks of public companies down 7.2%. Investments in private equity firms down 5.4%. Public equity amounts to half the fund's total investments. Bonds and other fixed income investments gained 12.7%. Real estate up 15%. Infrastructure investments increased 8.4%. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. We're taking a look in San Francisco among the city streets. King Street at 3rd, there is an accident still blocking the right lane. Traffic is still off the King Street off-ramp from northbound 280. Drivers... It's my aeroplane. It's- 
Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. You can contact me numerous ways. Got a Facebook group page, I hate Rob Black. Got a Twitter account, Rob Black Show. YouTube, I post daily videos of something that's unique, something that's interesting, something that's a trend. You can find that at Rob Black Show on YouTube. Uh, I do believe that part of the future is really of media is embracing all the various technologies and trying to tie them all together. That's why I do what I'm doing. Uh, will it work? Not quite 100% positive, but we'll find out. We'll see. Um, this show, I put a link to it in my uh, website. I, if you want to hear a podcast of it, I'll tweet it out to you. Uh, there's links to do all that. And there's no reason that you have to listen seven to nine each and every day because let's face it, it's not in everyone's schedule all the time. Big stories this morning. Housing starts and building permits see mixed results. Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke takes a semi-annual monetary policy report to Congress uh, to the House Financial Services Committee this morning. Fed's beige book going to be released at 11 a.m. this morning. In the energy space, crude oil has been in the red for most of today's action. Crude rallied when the pit started trading. It was only modestly higher ahead of the weekly inventory data. Following the data, crude traded lower. Natural gas has been strong all morning long. It's had a big run recently. August gold and silver have been in negative territory all session. Gold hit or session low of 1567. Silver hit its own fresh low of 2685. So there's not a lot going on there. In the world of other stories, history is going to uh, be very, very kind to how we analyze this period of time. Bank of America posted quarterly profit as chief takes aim and expenses. So Bank of America reporting earnings. I just did a quick piece on CalSTRS and CalPERS pension funds reporting smaller annual returns. The nation's two biggest public pension funds reported meager returns for the last fiscal year. It's raising the prospects that state and local governments and school districts may have to contribute more towards their workers' retirements. The California Public Employees Retirement System posted a 1% return on its investment for the fiscal year that just ended June 30th. The smaller California State Teachers Retirement System reported a 1.8% return. That is not sustainable. So real quick, back to Bank of America. They made $2.4 billion this quarter. And when I said history is going to be kind, I think that's worthy of note. Um, dollars. It's like, you know, four billion. Oil spill, terribly reckless, right, in the way they handled it. BP, terribly reckless in the way they handled uh, an underground well. But when you make billions of dollars, investors can easily forgive you. Easily forgive you. Wonderlic Securities this morning has reduced their rating on Tesla Motors to sell from buy. 
they put a target of $28 on it. Now, that, like, what the hell happened there? Yesterday, they thought it was a buy. Today, they think it's a sell. You know, people are entitled to change their opinions. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. What's worthy of note there is that Tesla makes cars. And some people go, oh, they're, they're amazing cars. They're unbelievable cars. They're cars that, well, it's better than gravy. There's very little in the world better than gravy. I'm not talking Italian. I'm not Italian. And I'm not talking spaghetti sauce or marinara or whatever you want to call it. Crazy Italians. Gravy like mashed potatoes and gravy is what I'm talking about. There's very little better than gravy. So Tesla doesn't make cars that are better than gravy. They, they make cars. And yeah, they're electric cars. And yes, they're stylish. And yes, I would probably want one. But the delivery dates for a few Model S orders were delayed six weeks. They manufacture. Checks are pointing to a considerable rise in new reservations since deliveries began amidst rave reviews mid-June 2012. With no evidence of widespread production delays, they expect Tesla shares to ramp 69 vehicles a day. They make 69 vehicles a day. That's in the fourth quarter of 2012 and 77 vehicles in 2013. Will it hit 20,000? vehicles made and sold it's tough to say my opinion on the company you know stands still pretty here that their quarterly numbers are at risk for the short term production's coming at the low end of range the company's sticking to its 5,000 unit forecast for 2012 but it gets there how it gets there is an is issue to resolve Tesla's doing everything right from a business perspective and has demonstrated superiority of design they believe the market may ultimately pause to see how it handles execution the manufacture. In the end, that's my point. They're a manufacturing company. Yeah, the product's cool and it's sleek and stunning, but they manufacture. They still are a factory-driven company. Is there a point where I'd get interested in them? Yeah. Mid-20s a share. But valuation-wise, I can't jump in yet. I wish I could. But I can't. Um, AT&T announced a tiered plan for shared data. That's out there this morning. Again, the only thing you need to know about that is it's tied towards the concept or tied towards the idea that we have multiple devices in our lives now. New prescription diet drug okayed by the government is expected to help heavy patients drop about 10% of weight. It's called Q. Sema? Qsemia? Qsemia. Qsemia is the right way of saying that. It's an appetite suppressant. Increases the feeling of fullness. It boosts patients' weight loss when used along with diet and exercise. So that's out there. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. License number 0490102. Broker dealer. Plan number services corporation number FINRA. SIPs are independently owned and operated. This first is going black. I see a red door and I want it painted black. It's Black Wednesday and off the cuff with Rob Black. Black is black. 
Here's your chance to mix and mingle with KDOW's own Rob Black, along with members from our KDOW Money 2.0 team at Miss Pearl's Restaurant and Lounge in Jack London Square in Oakland. Black Wednesday and Off the Cuff with Rob Black, Wednesday, August 1st from 4 till 7 p.m. a friend, family member, or co-worker. It'll be a casual afternoon to meet Rob Black. Also, feel free to bring your financial portfolio and questions for Rob. Stay after and enjoy dinner. It's Black Wednesday. Off the Cuff with Rob Black. Wednesday, August 1st. For more information, go to kdow.biz. Savvy investors know where to find the best. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and much, 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 much more. What's on your financial mind is always the question that we start the show with. Uh, We take a look at the markets. We do a little personal finance. We focus on getting your retirement. Retirement's not going to be what we think it is. Today, for instance, in the state of California, there was a big report out on CalPERS and CalSTRS, one's for the teachers and one's for the uh, employees. They're two of the biggest public pension funds in the United States, California Public Employees Retirement System, as well as the California State Teachers Retirement System. They reported 1% returns and 1.8% returns for the year last year. That's not good. That's pretty awful. Um... They need 7.5% returns to be sustainable. Otherwise, the state is going to have to pay more money. And you're just like, how does that affect me? I don't care. I don't work. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a, I don't work at the DMV. Well, first and foremost, some people do, right? That's worthy of noting. Um, but if not, you pay taxes, right? I know you pay taxes. And that has to be disconcerting to you because state revenue shortfalls, it could mean that the state's going to have to say, well, we can't raise taxes, so we're going to fire police. So your job as a policeman may be under issue. There's so many little ramifications here. Well, maybe they won't raise taxes. They'll just implement a higher sales tax for a couple of years. Don't forget you only have so many years to do the right thing. And what I mean by the right thing is save enough money for retirement. We don't have an unlimited time frame. I wish we did, but we don't. We only work from age 20 to 60. That's what the show is all about. Stocks are rising for a second today after housing starts increasing fast, straight in almost four years. Fed Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke is delivering the second part of a semi-annual testimony on the economy and monetary policy of the House Financial Services Committee. Housing starts rose 6.9% last month to 760000 annual rate after revised 711000 rate in May. Honeywell gained. They sell air paint, plane parts. They're benefiting from an increase in aircraft production as Boeing, Airbus, and other playmakers seek to whittle down large backlogs of orders. Building permits did fall reflecting a drop in applications for apartment construction. So what stories do we start with? Like, for instance, I, I want to hit this one. Yahoo Chief Executive Officer Mr. Mayor. She's breaking new ground for Fortune 500 companies, starting her job more than six months pregnant. She's prego. 
a trend that's already been embraced by young women running Silicon Valley startups. Engineer and former Google executive helped develop the company's homepage. Will she be able to turn around Yahoo? Something like the fifth or sixth CEO in five or six years there. It's not good. Capital One's going to pay $210 million to settle charges of deceptive marketing and credit card add-on products such as payment protection and credit monitoring. Good. I use credit cards. Um, Card-issuing banks keep about 55% of the fees and pre-tax earnings, according to this report. Capital One agreed to provide $13.5 million to West Virginia consumers there to settle claims tied to the sale of payment protection and other products between 2001 and 2005. Discover said that uh, the FTC, FDIC had told the company they planned to take a joint enforcement action over the market of fee-based products. When they offer to sell you insurance on top of credit, say no. It's, it's pretty deceiving and it's pretty tough to get. Well, I don't know. It's pretty deceiving. It's pretty tough to actually apply, to actually do in your own life. Corn is seeing rally into record right now as droughts killing crops. I've got a nice little vegetable garden. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Corn may rally to a record $8.50 a bushel as the worst U.S. drought in decades cuts production in the world's biggest exporter driving global stockpiles lower, according to analysts out there. U.S. harvest may drop to 11.8 billion bushels. Now, again, I don't, I, I'll go without my, my corn for dinner. <laughs> it's my favorite line to say, by the way. Anytime leaving the restroom, public restroom, just mumble the phrase if you're near someone, I don't remember eating corn. Gets a laugh each and every time. So we're going to see a drought. Right now, the drought's baking farms from Arkansas to Ohio. We're going to see wheat harvest killed in the former Soviet Union due to frost. United Nations and the USDA are going to pair estimates for world grain harvests. Dimming corn crop prospects in the United States may push global food costs higher. It doesn't start raining. If it doesn't start raining immediately, there's going to be a massive shortfall. So I don't know if there's a God that you pray to, if you're a Buddha person, if you're an atheist, but we need rain. We need it bad. The 2012-2013 world corn carryout is going to be below expectations. That's referring to year-end stockpiles. The fear is that U.S. corn yield will decline 125 to 130 bushels per acre if hot and dry weather persists. Corn may rally to as much as $9 if the yield on the U.S. crop drops to less than 140 bushels. About 55% of the United States are in some sort of moderate to extreme drought. Um... Yield losses for corn are nearing levels not seen since 1988. So, again, you know who we're going to see? Johnny Cougar. Ain't that America? You're going to see starving children in Africa. Get ready for that, that image because it's coming. 
global corn production is a very big problem, especially since we eat corn. What will this do to ethanol? It's a good question. We'll talk about that. What will this do to you? You're going to pay more for cereal. You're going to pay more for corn. You're going to pay more. And when you're paying more for you know basic things like that, you lose the ability to help our, in, our economy. It's that kind of simple. It's that kind of simple. It, it pulls away spending. The S&P 500 needs three points to take out its early July highs. That would be a pretty significant technical breakout. Apple continues to underperform down a buck on a pretty big market move higher. Home builder index down again two straight days when the overall market's been up big. That's selling the news. Industrials and tech companies are the only two sectors outperforming today. Mostly are flat to down. Oil's back above $90 for the first time since May 30th. NASDAQ is outperforming so far this morning after underperforming the past few days. The GOP vice president poll results. Everyone's going for Rubio. People are pointing down towards Palenti and Portman. Housing starts at 760000 highest level since October 2008. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. Don't forget you can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. You can tweet me, Rob Black Show. Now industrials also up point five. Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Luxury beats tech. As Michael Kors tops the IPO ranking, Michael Kors holding ticker some KORS was a fashion house that was struggling in 2003. It was losing money. It probably would have gone out of business had it not been bought and basically remanaged via a private equity firm. It's been pretty much so champagne and roses for my course since then. Well, it was a $20 million in revenue business in 2004. It's now a $1.3 billion business. If you haven't heard of Michael Kors, K-O-R-S, it was the number one IPO so far this year. Best performing initial public offering. I talked about it on this show. People want to talk Facebook. I want to talk luxury. It's just the world I live in. Oh, I just said I live in the world of luxury. I'm bad. Yes, if you know me, you know things are smooth. I'm Velvet Jones. SP 500 up 6, NASDAQ up 27, Dow Jones Industrial Average up 59. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. I want to talk a little risk of inflation in retirement. I know we talk about this often, but... It's something that's important to think about. You know, postage stamp in 1970 was six cents. Today it's 40 plus. That's crazy inflation of over 7%. A house in 1970 was $25,000. Now that same average house in America is $260,000. An automobile was $3,400 in 1970. 
Today, it's well over 42000 for an average vehicle. That's inflation of 6% in a postage stamp, in a house, and in an automobile. Mr. Burton, the question for you is, uh, items, what do they cost today versus what do they cost in 40 years? I'm not even thinking about things that are going to cost in 20 years from now when I retire. So what's the risk of inflation to my retirement? Well, inflation is the boogeyman for retirement. It's the Freddy Krueger. It it's is. It's Jason Voorhees. Let me, let me give you an example. It's the Frankenstein's monster. It's the vampire. I think Dracula. it was 2011 where Social Security for, I think, one of the first times, if not the first time, said we're not going to increase yeah, right. the payout to retirees because there's really no inflation right now. And then they turn around and increase the cost of Medicare Part B by 14%. And so, not, and so you tell inflation. me how there was no inflation. It's just, you know, it's these government manipulated numbers on these types of programs. That's why it's not going to work anymore. So yeah, inflation is a huge risk. And I think that the risk of somebody that's retiring at 50 now to have Social Security that will not be adjusted inflation is extremely high. So I see these financial plans where, you know, a 40-year-old is assuming that they're going to have Social Security and they're going to assume their Social Security is going to increase each year with inflation. I, I think that's crazy. I think you're setting yourself up for failure. I think you have to run a very detailed financial plan. Look at all your expenses now. Add the things in in retirement you're not thinking about, like Medicare Part B, supplemental insurance, long-term care. Um, all of that costs that, you know, it's four or $500 a month that you're not thinking about. Also add back in, what do you want to do when you retire? You've been working, you know, 8 to 14 hours a day now. What's your hobbies going to be? And how much is that going to cost? How much are you going to travel? Do you have, you know, family overseas? Um, what's your charitable intents? You've got to calculate that. Put all that into the plan and project it forward with inflation. Basic living expenses up at least 3% a year, and then your health care costs at 5 to 6% a year. Historically, inflation's averaged, I believe, 3.4% each year for the last 100 years. Inflation costs go up 86% of the time every year, mm-hmm. only down 14%. So it's something we have to count on, and it's not something that we think about in any way, shape, or form. And some retirement calculators don't even have a button for inflation expectations. Well, most online retirement calculators are garbage because they also don't ask you, okay, you, you're saying you have X numbers of dollars in your portfolio, yeah, and a lot of people are retiring with 90% of those dollars in 401ks and IRAs. What happens when you pull that money out? On top of it, you got to pay taxes. you got to pay taxes, yeah. So, And in the state of California, you're double whammy because you're paying income taxes, but you're also paying incredibly high state taxes. Yeah. Um, so it, your retirement state, what state do you live in, is critically important because it could change the value of your portfolio 10%. Not only that, but what country? I mean, a lot of there's a lot of expats going on. My, my father retired in Ecuador, for example, and that all of a sudden got rated one of the number one places to retire in uh, Cuenca, Ecuador. And then the costs there went up by about 10 to 15 percent in a year. <laughs> so, you know, people are looking for those low cost alternatives because they either were laid off from a job at 60 and reti- had to retire, forced into retirement five years too early, um, or they've retired, they realize they can't go back to work because they're out of training and they got to make their money last. So, what do you do? In 1970, if you had $100 by 1980 to buy the same amount of goods and services, it was $212. By 1990, it was $336. By 2000, it was $441. By 2010, it was $600. So $100 of purchasing becomes $600 of purchasing very, very fast. Now, again, you're not going to live 40 years in retirement. Hopefully, well, maybe some mm, people will. You will. I'm not going to live 40 years in retirement. Have you, <laughs> have you seen my gut? I'll be bionic. You're going to be bionic? I, yeah. 
have bionic knees and continue to uh, snowboard when I'm 85 years old, wouldn't that be great? And for the record, I've lost my gut. You could say nice things about me on occasion. So <laughs> I, I've probably added like two or three years to my life. Yeah. Which is important concept of retirement is get healthy. Um, it costs a lot less to be healthy than it does to be sickly and, uh, and, and heavy and you know, breaking knees and hips because you weigh too much. It is. And, and that idea, too, that um, you know, protecting a couple from that idea that one of them goes into a nursing home, what about that cost? That cost is 5 to 6% a year. So if you want like a skilled nursing facility or full-time assisted care in the Bay Area or Seattle, for example, yep. you're talking sixty-five dollars to $100,000 a year. And you might get 30 to 90 days of coverage out of Medicare. After that, you're on your own. You're on your own, or you're on your, your relatives, so to speak. Well, you can do, there's a lot of things that can be done um, to protect spouses. We'll talk about that in future episodes. Um, you're listening to Rob Black. That's certified financial planner Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. One of the more disturbing statistics that I've seen recently is that retirement savings are being rated by 35% of laid off workers. That's pretty troubling. The number of displaced workers has risen dramatically since the start of the Great Recession. And this year, a third of them had to raid retirement savings to make ends meet. The problem is they should be earning money right now and saving because later you're not going to be earning money when you retire. Long-term unemployment for older workers has risen substantially in the United States. This is of great concern to people in their 40s and 50s. You cannot be tapping the 401k. You're listening to me, Rob Black. Uh, the show is Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Radio Business Network. Uh, long-term unemployment is a problem. Older Americans are hit two ways. It's more difficult for them to find employment, and they have less time to build or rebuild the retirement savings. Displaced workers in their 40s and 50s have median household retirement savings of only $2,300. That's crazy. How could people not have more money saved? $2,300 for save for retirement? Unemployed or underemployed workers of all ages are under financial stress, and 3 in 10 have no health insurance. You're listening to me, Rob Black, and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Rob Black has a financial interest in the success. My sport is football. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Housing starts and building permits see mixed results this morning. Permits on the weaker side, housing starts on the stronger side. And we knew that because 
we knew the building permits issue six months ago. So I'm not saying that's a bad number, but I'd, I always want to see the building permits good. No, I don't. I won't want to see us building less because we don't need to build right now. We've got plenty of homes that are could be inventory. That See how arguments work? You can argue inside your own head some of this stuff. Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke is taking his semi-annual speech, the Monetary Policy Report to Congress, to the House Financial Services Committee today. Fed's beige book could be released at 11 a.m. Uh, Vivas, big winner today, up 13%. They got the FDA approval for its new obesity drug, Quisima. Uh Basically, if you're obese 30 pounds or more, this drug could be for you. Not saying that it is, not saying that you're fat, just saying that... Well, okay, you're fat. And uh, it kind of makes you feel bloated. So you you got to exercise still. You got to watch what you eat. But it's going to do its job. You got to be 30 pounds or more overweight, a healthy weight. Uh, you have to have some health-related issues, such as high blood pressure, diabetes, or high cholesterol. It's not for patients who want to lose a few pounds. It'll be available to consumers by the fourth quarter of this year. So they're doing very, very, very well today on this news. What do you want to talk about? We could talk about anything financial. We could talk about some of your goals. I think uh, one of your goals is to have a million dollars by retirement. And a million dollars isn't a lot of money. You know, working hard with determination will it lead to a life of luxury, prosperity, and professional success. Can you climb the social ladder? Can you earn incredible wealth? Can you be Jay-Z, J.K. Rowling, Shania Twain, Mariah Carey, David Geffen, Leo DiCaprio? Can you be Oprah Winfrey? Which, for the record, pretty interesting to note, Universal Studios is opening up a new theme park. They're not building condos around it, which I find interesting. But even more importantly, uh, one of their big uh, attractions is going to be called Oprah Mountain. I'm offended by that. Americans' personal wealth has decreased in the past few years after the housing and stock market crashes. Wage growth has been stagnant. Millions of unemployed Americans are forced to take part-time or lower-paying jobs. Of 1,000 voters polled, 40% regard wealthy as earnings of at least $500,000 a year. Meanwhile, 31% attribute wealth to an annual income of over 250000 a year. 20% say wealth constitutes at least a million a year in salary. <laughs> Let's put it this way. I'm wealthy. The median use U.S. household income is about 51914 bucks. Latest data shows that almost one in two Americans live in poverty or low-income households. Can that possibly be right? One in two Americans live in poverty or low-income households. How is it that I don't have all these poor women clawing at me? That's stunning. Nearly 5.1 million U.S. households claim millionaire status. President Obama has proposed extending Bush-era tax cuts for households making 250000 a year or less. Tax cuts for wealthier households are going to expire in January 1, 2013. It's a big problem. Only 60% of voters who identified as conservatives back an extension of the Bush-era tax cuts. 73% of liberals favor tax cuts for Americans making no more than 250000 Interesting, right? Lots to talk about. Lots to think about.
What is poverty? I can tell you the retired retirees. It's not great being retired. And people who have retirement savings, they're rating that pretty aggressively. Long-term unemployment for older workers has risen substantially. The statistic I threw out last segment was displaced workers in their 40s and 50s have median household retirement savings of only 2300 you got to save more. If you got money, you have to manage it intelligently. During the recession, more workers took loans from their 401ks to help keep up their living expenses. You can't take loans from your 401k. That's not what it's there for. The rate of a 401k loan defaults are up as the unemployment numbers increased. Because you have to pay taxes and penalties. If you take $6,500 out of your 401k on a loan, you actually have to pay $9,900 back. When employees borrow from their 401k, employers should often offer them the option to sign up for loan protection insurance in case they lose their jobs are no longer able to repay the 401k loan. It's kind of like mortgage insurance. Displaced workers are discouraged right now. And a little bit of cash in their 401k. Again, the average... No, no, not the average. It's not fair of me to say. Displaced workers in their 40s and 50s have a median of only $2,300 retirement savings. That's beanie weenies, ladies and gentlemen. That's... Not a pretty retirement. But in good news, Katie Holmes and Surrey were hit by a garbage truck. And now you're saying, how's that good news? I think the Scientologists are out to get her. It's rich and famous. She's in her fancy BMW. No, 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 Mercedes. Yeah, BMW. Mercedes-Benz S-Class sedan. Uh, also known as Mercedes. If you were in Germany, that's how you'd say it. Uh, pity the poor guy who was driving the garbage truck. Hitting a mom is bad, but hitting a mom with a kid, even worse. So, I don't know. Holmes filed for divorce from Tom Cruise, reportedly due to differences over his Scientology faith, and getting an apartment in New York City is her way of saying, uh, not going to stick around. One of the biggest liabilities you have is your home. It's a pretty crazy concept, but in your home, if people get hurt, they're going to sue you. Or they could sue you. But also your dog. That lovable ball of fur who's your friend in good cases and bad cases, which for the record, Howard Stern's dog Bianca cried, died, and he cried on air. For whatever you think of him, he cried on air. Last year, the average cost of a dog bite clear in the United States, $26,166. Is that not insanity? That's a lot of chew toys. Insurance claims for dog bites dropped 5% in 2010. Court settlements and other payouts increased. They've risen 37% since 2003. There's attorneys that specialize in dog bites. You think they're they're playing a role? Absolutely. You're going to see commercials sooner than later. Right now, you're did you take this weight loss drug that killed you? You may be entitled to settlement. Have you been injured at work? Do you want us to settle your taxes for pennies on the dollar? Which, for the record, Moskowitz, 
for those of you in Seattle, you don't know this reference, and I'm sorry, but Steve Moskowitz, attorney here, creepy, creepy. One year he's got black hair, next year he's got white hair. Next year he's got black hair, next year he's got white hair. Um, be careful with any attorneys that you work with that advertise aggressively on television. Just be careful. That's what I'm going to throw out there for you because I hear the feedback from people. So media accounts make it seem that pit bulls are the most frequent biters, but dog bite claims are actually pretty widespread across all breeds. Size doesn't matter. Dog could be large or small. If you startle it, if it's not feeling well, it can bite. Dog bite statutes generally make owners liable for all injuries and property damage that their dogs cause. But there are negligence laws as well that can make you liable when it's proven that someone's injuries stem from your failure to control your dog with fencing, a leash, or other means. So I'm not saying go put Fido to sleep, but know that Rufus the dog could cost you big, big dollars. On the other hand, should you buy pet insurance? It's a pet owner's nightmare, right? A beloved dog, a true member of the family, especially for those of you Anyone who has, by the way, more than two cats, you're kind of weird. Just to throw that out there, three cats makes you very, very questionable. But chemotherapy radiation could be $2,000 to $10,000. People do heart surgeries and kidney transplants. Of the estimated $51 billion Americans, $51 billion that Americans spend on their pets, about $14 billion, or 27%, is spent on vet care. There's a publicly traded company that does nothing but goes out and buys uh, practices, vet practices. Um, In the past, it's been an interesting stock. It hasn't been very effective recently, but it does show a lot of value. It's VCA Antec. Um, I owned it in the early 2000s. haven't owned it in five-plus years. But anytime that stock gets 15, 16, I find it very intriguing because, again, it's a $1.8 billion market cap. But if you look around your local town, you probably have a VCA Antec. Because they've been going out and buying all the mom and pops and kind of rolling them up. Now, pet insurance is a whole other issue. We'll talk about that and more. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. You can find me at Rob Black Show on Twitter. You can find me Rob Black Show on YouTube. You can find me robblack.com. You can email me, rob at robblack.com. I do have a couple events coming up in August. I'm going to do a meet and greet on a Wednesday night coming to... Uh, a town near you. In this case, it'll be Oakland. So that's going to be kind of like a, a mixer. But uh, the following day, going to be doing a Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning Seminar uh, in Foster City. So you can learn more about that at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's coming up on August, uh, early August, first uh, Thursday in August. So that would be August 2nd for the seminar in Foster City and August 1st for the mixer in Oakland. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. Through Redwood City, traffic has been jammed solid on South 101. Between Woodside Road and University Avenue, there was an earlier crash at Marsh Road. That's been cleared off the roadway in San Jose. And accidents in the Center Divide, North 101 before Allen Rock Avenue. We're still looking at delays. It's backed up solid from Capitol Expressway. In Walnut Creek, West 24 seeing stop-and-go traffic from the 680 interchange to Central Lafayette. Westbound 80 still jammed from 
San Pablo Dam Road to University Avenue. At the Bay Bridge Toll Plaza, traffic has been backed up solid from West Grand Avenue. A look at your drive in Petaluma, South 101, still looking at minor delays from Petaluma Boulevard towards Castania Road. A Garmin Newbie makes every drive easier and not only shows you the way, it shows the speed limit and registers your driving speed. Drive with Garmin, the most trusted name in GPS navigation. For more traffic information, log on to SigAlert.com. I'm Karina Velasquez with your Bay Area traffic. Hi, this is Rob Black from Rob Black and Your Money. Over the years on my radio show, I've heard from people like you who've been burned by buying expensive and wrong financial products from people that don't have your best interest in mind. Naturally, I've developed relationships with people in the financial industry you can trust. So if you need a new home or refi mortgage or reverse mortgage, if you need insurance like home, automobile, life, or commercial, or maybe you need a financial planner, get in touch with me, and I'll give you a trusted financial referral. Email me, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Are you making investment decisions based on emotion? Do you have a plan for the good and bad times? Will the path you're on lead to a comfortable retirement? Hello, I'm Mo Ansari, host of Market Wrap and president of Compact Asset Management. If fear has you in its grips, then it's time to take a look at your investments. At Compact, we specialize in providing wealth management solutions to help you reach your financial goals, no matter which way the market goes. Call me at 800-388-9700 and let's make an appointment to review your portfolio. You'll also meet the entire team at Compact that helps answer all of your what-if questions and creates a customized retirement plan. Call 1-800-388-9700 and let us help you take the fear out of your portfolio. Call 1-800-388-9700. That's 1-800-388-9700. Compact Asset Management is a registered investment advisor. Funds custodian, Fidelity Institutional Wealth Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Standing next to me is power sports fanatic Larry. He has a passion for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. His second passion is saving money, so he reuses everything, including food. You make it sound gross. He uses fast food grease to power his car. Everything smells like fries. And reuses toothpaste. It's not good if you're squeamish. But you don't have to be like Larry, because GEICO makes it easy by helping you save on power sports insurance. To see how much you could save, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-442-9253. You just had your uh uh-oh moment. It started when you learned your debit card had been declined. It got worse when your bank said they canceled it because personal information was compromised. Frustration turned to panic when you realized your identity, including your bank accounts, could be in the hands of some identity thief and possibly being sold on the black market. And while your bank may gladly mail you a new card, what you really need now is some real identity theft protection. Call now and order the most comprehensive identity theft protection available. LifeLock Ultimate is the only identity theft protection service that monitors bank accounts for takeover fraud. Call now and mention Enroll 60 and get 60 days risk-free. If you're not happy, call LifeLock within 60 days of enrollment and you won't pay a cent. Check LifeLock.com for details. Call 1-800-638-6157. 1-800-638-6157. 1-800-638-6157. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.